Hello, and welcome back to A Capsule of Conversations. My name is Spencer Candelis. Today is September 24th, 2020, and I'm joined by my good friend, Matt Gilman. Well, I guess first, thanks for coming on. <laughs> I appreciate you doing this. I think it'll be good. Um, but I think that we have a pretty unique history, as you're probably one of my longest-standing friends who has stayed as good of a friend as you are. So I definitely at some point want to get into all this stuff from like, you know, even like elementary school because you guys would like sleep over. It seemed like monthly, you know. Yeah, we would, um, we would spend a lot of time. All the way up through, you know, high school with running and track and cross country and stuff. Um, do you remember when we... Like we're for my freshman year, your sophomore year, when we first started like running and everything like that. Do you remember like that situation? Like my first time running ever. Do you have any like fun memories from that? Maybe not that year or any like in track, but I, <laughs> I always I have so many stories from track and cross country that I've told like Tori, <laughs> throughout yeah, the I, last few years. Track and cross country was a time to be alive um <laughs> you... honestly i'm nervous that nothing's ever gonna amount to like how good that felt you know what i mean <laughs> but i mean like i i've been missing um like track and cross country for a while now like just like that feel of like doing something with friends and like how like all the shit that we would do like i don't do that kind of stuff now yeah, absolutely. I I remember like I told Tori this story of when I first started running freshman year, um I was like not a runner. <laughs> I was not in shape. I was running like an 8-minute mile. I was last in everything and I like could barely finish the warm-up and I it was like I was getting hurt because I just wasn't doing everything right and I was out of shape. And then towards the end of the year, once I could actually finish everything well and I was like getting into shape and I was competing a little bit more, I found myself like craving the end of the day. Like I craved that just going in to run, which is like every other sports punishment is to go run. And that was our sport, you know? Yeah. I remember like we'd be like running past like football players and they would say the same things like, like your sport is a punishment. Like I don't get how you can enjoy something like that. But I, I agree. I think, like, definitely in high school, I was, as soon as it was, like, the last two periods, yeah, like I was just not paying really attention. I just wanted to get out into the locker room and from, start no, practicing, start running. And, and yeah. honestly, the That's only part that I didn't love was, about it was, yeah, like, is every single moment really getting into shape. But once you were in so shape, much fun. it was just I remember the best like three hours of my, day, my locker, every day, you know, or the best two hours. Grabbing my backpack or whatever. You know, could we be chatting in between reps and you were friends with everybody. And then we could. I never realized it, but I, you know, didn't realize how special, like, going to Menoland was you know what I mean like it's not something that everyone gets to do and there almost nobody else really gets to do that um yeah it was just a time for us to bond and we really became family you know that first weekend when we lived on top of each other and spent all hours of the day just having fun and you know the plastic cup relay and all that stuff was just incredible 
I yeah. my big one of my biggest regrets in life was not getting involved with running sooner. Like I wish I did it in middle school. I wish I did cross country all four years. Um, I feel like I missed out on so much. <laughs> you know, I I agree. I think I definitely regret not doing cross country my my freshman year. It, and also, like I feel like there's no other sports team that does anything similar to Meadowland. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, I wouldn't really know too much about it because I'm sure not many people know that we did that. But right. I mean, I I just I have never seen the closeness of them anywhere else. The closeness yeah. of cross country and you know, like the basketball team can get pretty close, but they're all you know like those more jockey type guys. You know, everyone seems like seems so real. Like I'll never forget our. Uh, call of duty bets where we had to be silent the whole practice (laughs) and then george starts running and he's i heard you talk i was like "Mm." (laughs) Uh, like those are memories that will stay with me for my entire life and uh honestly it is a little sad to think that that same group of guys will probably never be together and you know it's like a, a thing of the past I'm getting pretty nostalgic now. <laughs> I mean, I would say most of my friend group did cross country or track. Like I'm, I'm, I still talk to George, Mike, Bryce, um, Aaron, and Chris. Both did track as well. Yeah, I, I honestly wish. So I feel like I've grown a lot in college where I am now where I was like pretty reserved in high school I didn't have too too many friends like I stuck with like the same group of guys like you know you Fitz uh, Walker George Mike um and I kind of wish I like branched out a little bit I feel like it would have just been a lot more enjoyable to uh get to know some of those sprinters or you know whatever and uh, right hang out with all of them I, I was never really somebody who was meant for like a solid group though I was always like a drifter just hanging out with whoever was doing whatever but my guard was like always up and that's like one of the biggest things that I've realized now is like who the hell cares what other people think about me I <laughs> it's more fun to you know live life and do your own thing and be happy than uh, get pay attention to all the drama and that crap Yeah, I feel that. Uh, yeah, do you remember doing all the uh, JDRF walks? Is that the diabetes walks? Yeah, the diabetes walks, the Junior yeah. Diabetes Research Foundation. Yeah. Those were, honestly, so I don't know what your take or anyone else's take on this is, but I remember, like, that pickup fall game that we played, it was, like, only, like, 4v4 or whatever, was one of the most fun like hour or two hour spans of my entire life genuinely i cannot think of a time where i was more happy just playing that football game like on that huge open field it was almost like yeah, a with all the hay bales field. yeah with the hay bales yeah. that were right there that was just so much fun i have no idea why i remember it so fondly i think there's it's like a huge like it's like a it was the weekend b everyone was like full like athletic it was like a competitive thing c uh it was like the i love the fall and like crisp fall air i think it's like my favorite season weirdly enough um i love how it's getting a little cooler now um that we're 
the, the just you know first few days of fall the last couple of days um and i was just so happy like i will i remember those like all those feelings that of like playing it was just like so surreal i don't know why and then on top of that do you also remember that like huge bouncy like castle or whatever the castle yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like <laughs> one of the most like fun five minute like chaotic it was like all like all of us were in there playing like that basketball game and it was just mass chaos <laughs> yeah i mean we would just like jump on top of each other for like yeah, dunking was, on one another <laughs> it was incredible and like i think about that so much i don't know why like those two things really specifically like were just some of the best memories i've I had in my childhood you know we're just messing around and Oh, dunking on each other. <laughs> I don't remember, like, I don't know what you thought about that whole thing, uh, that the walks or whatever. Um, if you remember, if anyone remembered them as fondly as I did, but those were just so much fun. I, I remember. Every year. I definitely, like, at the time, I was always excited for them. Um, I remember always just taking like as much food as i could from their stands <laughs> yeah they would have like the wawa pretzels and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. i mean all of it was like sugar-free but like i would take what whatever looked good um yeah. and then definitely the football games i think the football games are probably the favorite part and i think it's mostly because like we would be down there and with like the amount of people that were there there's only us down on that giant field which was insane I know. I feel like most of the time you go to places like that crowded, it's you're gonna have other people playing around. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and definitely like what you said, like we were all like in decent shape, so it's like we were competitive with it, we were having fun with it. It's definitely good. And also, I remember um, like we didn't stop throwing the ball around after the football game. Like we would like walk along the trail, throwing the ball around, like still having fun. Yeah, I I really miss that part of it because like, honestly, I'm still somebody who's like pretty active and I don't like resting very much and there haven't been many people that could like keep up with that and the fact that like there was always somebody who wanted to throw the football was awesome because yeah. you could always run a route or whatever and oh it was great. Um, there was one more thing I was gonna say about that. No, I forget. Oh my god, do you remember when Fitz, like, sprained his ankle? No. He, we were playing Manhunt the night before the walk, because the walk was in the morning, and you guys all slept over, and he was running behind me, and I saw him slip and Oh, fall. yeah, 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 yeah. And he, like, did, like, a head-first dive. I remember seeing him slide, and then he gets up and he's, like, limping. I was like, oh, like, dude, are you okay? He's like, oh, no, I hurt my ankle real bad. And so he's like, <laughs> he did, like, limps back home. And I felt so bad because I thought he was, like, not that hurt. And he went, like, all the way home. <laughs> yeah. And then he, like, mustered up. I have no idea how, but I think he went, he got, he put himself in, like, an air cast or something that we had. And then he actually did the 5K, like, walk after, which was crazy. And then Good I remember he, he said that he couldn't do, like, winter track because he hurt his ankle oh yeah, 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 yeah. oh man dude I, there was something else that yeah. i was gonna say too i think i like i was when it happened i was like 
near your driveway, I think. And I saw like two shapes like running across the ground and I just see one drop. And I don't know if that was the night that like someone thought they heard like a like a raccoon or a stunk skunk somewhere. <laughs> Dude, we and were guys so are, like reckless. running away from that. I don't <laughs> <laughs> there was also one where we were like right in the street or like the front yard of my neighbor's house and they let their dog they out. They let their dog out, yeah. Oh my god. I, and me and Sean sprinted into the street because the dog was like vicious. Yeah. And then I remember after <laughs> like Joe like ran up and like tug us or whatever and I was just like I literally ran over and I gave Sean a hug. I'm like I'm lucky to be alive right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was I was so scared for my life. I thought that dog was gonna jump on me, because there was a time like a year or two prior that it had somehow gotten out, like gotten past, like they had like an invisible fence, right. and their their the son that was there was like three years older than us. I think he was a senior when I was like a freshman or a sophomore, and he ran after it, grabbed it, and it like bit him, and he had like blood coming down his like arm. I was like, what the hell? And so he asked me to run inside to my house and grab a leash for him because he was just holding the dog's collar. And so I ran inside, I grabbed the leash, and I gave it to him. <laughs> and he put it on the, the his dog. Oh, my gosh, that was crazy. And I'm pretty sure that was that same dog. I was so scared. Uh, this is bothering me now. <laughs> oh, I remember what I was going to say. You, you guys, you and Sean used to come over a lot, and we would play football, right? Uh, we would play like two v two football or whatever in our either in our front yard or in um, the street, and you know sometimes we play with other people, uh, whatever. But a lot of the time it was just us four, right? Yeah. Um, Nathan was just older, you know. He was bigger and uh, taller, faster, and, and such. So he was always just the better of us two. And then Sean actually played football. So between like in high school, right? right? So between you two, I would consider him to be, you know, better at football just because, you know, he was more into it. And so we basically me and you were never on the same team because we were considered like the worst of the each pair, you know. I remember right. playing me and Sean, I would play me and Nathan, but it was never us two. And then one time they talked us into being on the same team. And I was always somebody that was like super competitive. And I was like, I will never, you know, put myself in a situation to lose. And we, we played and I, I think we played in the street and it was us two versus those two. And I was like, oh, we're going to get smoked. Like, but it's whatever. <laughs> and a half an hour later, we were up like 35 to nothing. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. I might, I don't know, they all kind of, like, melt together for me. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. I remember you guys had your own, like, plays and stuff, too. <laughs> yeah, because we had, um, so, Sean would always, like, when he was, like, playing football, he would tell me, like, oh, do you want to go outside and have a catch so I can, like, keep my arm loose, practice my throws, and it's like, we would throw back and forth to one another, but then he was also, like, oh, why don't you try, like, running routes for me? And there was one time where I was running out to him, and, like, two other kids in our neighborhood saw us. Like, I think they were, like, a grade above us, right? And they were like, oh, yo, do you guys want to do, like, a 2v2 game? And Sean and I were like, yeah. And for some reason, we took it so seriously, but we were like, 
Um, like I think we played with them like three times. But like every like we made a playbook. Like we took one of those composition books and made like a playbook <laughs> and had plays and like formations. Yeah, I remember you guys were like super into it. You were like Barney fourteen eight, and then you would like shift to the other side. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, what we, is we had, going on? <laughs> we had full plays. And like a playbook with like eight different like scenarios of what to run, like what routes I'm doing. Like oh, flea flickers and uh Yeah. Yeah, you guys had some wacky plays. It was cool though. I mean with just two of you, there's only so much you could do. Yeah, but, we um, tried to get like as creative with it as we could. Yeah, I Yeah. I haven't thought about those games in a long time and that's honestly I'm so happy that you know we're doing this, and I can remember that again. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it's I did. such a fond memory. Yeah, I haven't thought about. And once you said like playing in the street, I was like, oh yeah, dude, street. Definitely remember that. I remember like tripping over the curb trying to catch a ball. Oh yeah, I remember. I would, remember, I would like, always like try and keep my like toes in and like fall onto the grass. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I love those plays. <laughs> uh. Yeah, Sean had a freaking cannon. Yeah, Sean was good. Um, yeah, dude. So those some of those games were just like the time of my life because I was just like a kid, and it, you know, and like genuinely, like if I did that again, it would it would be exactly like you know you feel like a kid again because that was me as a kid. That was like my peak, you know, innocence and uh, just having a good time with your friends and not really caring about much. I, I really wish I had, like, I was always younger than everyone else, and even to this day, I'm still a little, uh, like, competitively immature, I guess. Like, I get really riled up easily, and I can't take criticism very well. <laughs> but it's just because, like, I want to win so bad for no yeah. reason at all. And I wish that I had realized that earlier, and, like, like nobody kept score after that day. You know, who cares if you won Yeah, no, it's... And it, it sucks just that, like, I remember just being such a brat. <laughs> That's, like, one of my biggest regrets, too, is I wish I just, you know, had fun and enjoyed my time instead of making it everything drama. I remember one time you guys came over, and it was, like, in the middle of the winter, and it was freezing outside. Like, it was, like, 20 degrees. We all bundled up. And we were like, we're going to go play football. We're going to try it. Oh, and yeah. I went downstairs and I was like running my hand and my hands under like ice cold water to try and get them uh, like acclimated. Get used to cold? Yeah. And then I, I like dried them off a little and I started going outside and my dad was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I was just trying to get my hands cold to get them used to the cold. He was like, you are not going outside with wet hands. <laughs> like, you will literally get frostbite. <laughs> and then he, like, made me dry them off, like, completely. And, and like, he, like I remember everyone else was outside. I was like, let me go out. And he's like, no, you're, like, you're either putting gloves on or you're going to wait till your hands are completely dry because it's, like, kind of dangerous. And I, I was just, you know, a naive, <laughs> you know, 9, 10-year-old or whatever who thought that was a good idea. <laughs> it's good logic, yeah. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, Do you remember the um, Halo 3 days? Oh, my gosh, dude. That is such a great point. I'm so glad you brought that up. So I... Sean going, Spencer is the juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was, like, 
I've never played Halo. Um, and we there was like a time when we tried to get it. Um, and we never played it. But I always remember Halo 3. I always remember playing Juggernaut, just the four of us. And just... Oh my, dude, I don't remember a time where I've had such a deep laugh for such a long time. It was just chaos. Nobody knew what was going on, and Sean was just cracking jokes. Oh, dude, that is such a great point. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so great. I Like, why did we not do that more often? It was just like uh-huh. us all hanging out and messing around. And then we would do all those, like, quick scope uh, free-for-alls on tiny yeah. screen um, and on Rust and Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> I remember doing that a lot as well. Oh, Halo 3. We need to just, like, get a football game going again and just have some fun. uh, Not in shape to do a football game. Yeah, me neither. Um, That was another thing I actually wanted to to ask you about. Are you uh, planning on, you know, trying to continue running? I know that we've run Broad Street the past, what, three years besides last year? Because we didn't get in, and then this year got canceled. Yeah. Um, I would like to keep running, like, ideally, theoretically. Um, But, like, what you said earlier, it's, like, the hardest part is getting in shape. And I haven't gotten over that hurdle of just getting in shape, because it sucks. Absolutely. I keep telling myself, like, all you have to do is, like, just get through this, you know, two or three weeks, you know. See, you might not be in shape in two weeks, but you'll see like vast improvement where you won't be sore every time you run. But even then, it's like I either don't have the motivation or I just don't have that, like the energy to go out and do it. Um, plus, also, like with not getting in Bush Street last year and then having it be canceled this year just kind of like destroyed motivation to run, like to train. Yeah, um, cause no, I feel I like totally definitely agree. for me, um, if I have a reason to run, I'll do it. Um, but I found it hard to just go out and just to run, to just absolutely. Run. Yeah, like yeah. Walker when um I was roommates with him sophomore year, he would just like go out and go for like a five or six mile run like randomly, and he wouldn't run for like three months, and then he would just randomly be like, it was a nice day, and I felt like running, and I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, first of all, how can you run that far? <laughs> Without training. Without training, so, yeah. Second of all, like, what's your motivation? Like, why? Like, I get sometimes I feel like, you know, going for a run. But, like, he would get, like, into it for, like, a week or two. And then he would just stop for, like, three months. Like, he'd run, like, almost every day. And then he would stop for a few months and then do it again. Like, just pick up training. I'm like, you are crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would, am, um... I'm the same way where if I have a race coming up, I'm like, all right, got to stick to the schedule. Got to do this. I'm motivated to run. Let's get out there. Let's you know, do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's definitely times when, like, I'll just get, like, that urge to go out and go for a run. And then I'll go, like, a mile and realize that I'm shit and I feel like shit and running shit. And then <laughs> I'm just like, this sucks. And I get home and then I'm like, you know, I should do it tomorrow. But that was terrible. And I just don't. And that's usually where that feeling stops. And it takes about like a few months before I remind myself that hey, you actually enjoy running. So yeah, I'm I'm basically the same way. I uh, started getting into shape uh, towards the beginning of the pandemic, 
I I did the like couch to 5k and that worked pretty well. I'm in okay shape now. I went for a, like a two mile run with Tori the other day. And I was just like sore for a week. <laughs> and I only went for two miles. <laughs> And that was honestly like the worst part of it because I'd love to be able to run every day. And I have, no, I'm baffled at how much we ran. Oh yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like two mile repeats, di- 45 minute distance runs. You know, we're going like 30, 40 mile weeks sometimes. And you know, I was fine. I, and I would do it the, the next day. You know, I was going on like a 10, 15 mile distance run on Sundays. Yeah. And I loved being in that shape. And the only part about it that I didn't like that was that it's so time consuming. You know, you got to find two whole hours and go run. And also you got to find out where to go. Because <laughs> I lived at the corner of two busy roads. So I either have to drive to the school to go do a distance run or I'd have to run on a busy road. Neither yeah. of which I liked. You know, at least you had a little neighborhood back there. I mean, did you ever run in that... Um like corporate campus like, yeah i used to do that a lot but yeah because i feel like get there, that's probably get yeah you did Welsh. have to run welsh a little bit yeah yeah because like my brother um, and i would walk through there a little bit like a few times because my yeah, parents I, lived I, in I really like, enjoyed that. that's that's actually where i ran in in april uh i would basically go jog over there and then i would do a, a couple loops and then go back yeah. um it's a it's a really nice area back there it is and it's really big like there's a lot of winding streets that you can run down so, was yeah. it um when i was a when i was in college um i think my sophomore year we were doing posturing i got really into it um and i think my favorite place to run even like to this day is down kelly drive um especially like in the spring there's like cherry blossom trees you see people running down the street there's good weather um and then like you do there's like a loop that's like eight and a half miles. Um, I've only ever done it twice, but it's still like such an experience to such like a nice area to run. Yeah, it sounds really nice. Where is that at? Um, it's in Philadelphia. It's by the if you start at the art museum, there's a trail um, that uh, follows okay. Kelly Drive and so just keeps going museum. up into um like East Falls area. Yeah, I um, I've had a few really like euphoric runs that I'm fond of. My to this day, like my longest and my best like favorite run of all time, was I started at my house, and I basically just ran the Green Ribbon Trail. So I ran all the way to the school, and then I followed you know the normal uh, run that we would go to, uh, like down Mount Pleasant. To JV Falls, there. or would you go to like the uh, the golf course? Start that. Uh, no, to yeah, to Mount Pleasant. I would go like down Mount, Mount Pleasant, Pleasant right. right around there, and then um, uh, yeah, make that left in that chain link fence. The yeah, and then the cross Butler and just keep going. Yeah, and basically just yeah, exactly yeah, and I went so far. I have no idea how I made it that far. I went like all the way down. Have you ever run like all the way down that way? There was, there was a time. I forget who went with us. I think it was me, Mike, and George. Or me, Mike, and Walker. Yeah, me, Mike, and Walker. Um, we went. We started at the school. We went down to the golf course. 
And then we follow the Green River Trail past Mount Pleasant, past Butler, past Butler, past Germantown Academy. And we just kept going until we hit like this parking lot. And we just realized we don't know where the trail went. And then we called our dad to come pick us up. Um, yeah, I did the same exact thing. And it was <laughs> it was actually a huge uh, problem at the time because my dad was the commissioner of uh, Connie Mac. And I went, I think this was senior year because I was training for Broad Street. I asked my dad if he would be there to pick me up. He said, yeah. And then like two hours later, I call him and he's like, oh, I'm in Harleysville right now. So I basically had just run 15 miles and was exhausted and wanted to go home. And I had to wait a half an hour for my dad to come get me because he said he would be home the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went like all the way down past GA. Uh, yeah, you, you had to like climb like up like ladders, didn't you? To get like over the water and stuff there was like the stepping stones there was yeah there was like um after you go across broad street you did have to cross the river and there's stepping stones just like there is um by jv falls yeah and then there's like a really steep like set of steps and then you loop around and you come out where ga is yeah 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 and then I remember going, I was like a little lost when I got to GA and I was like, um, I think it's this way. And I like, I found it where it picked up again. Then I kept going and I, I, that was like halfway. I remember I kept going like all the way. I remember looking on the map. I had like no idea where I was. I was like going yeah. towards Philly. And yeah, uh, the green ribbon show is supposed to take you to like Chestnut Hill, like to Valley yeah. Green. And then from Valley Green, like Forbidden Drive, you can take into Fairmount. That's the thing that I kind of miss about um, being in the Philadelphia area is that um, where I'm at now, there's basically just a, a two two lanes on either side road every mile. And it's just like, it's like, you know, like eight mile. Yeah. Like M&M's. Yeah. yeah. The, it's like, that's like a, a road and that's like the start of Detroit. That's like where it's like pretty dangerous. Then there's like nine mile, 10 mile, 11 mile, 12 mile, 13 mile, 14 mile. And then there's Maple and then there is Big Beaver. And I live right south of Big Beaver. So mm. it's, it's basically like a grid if you look at it. And there's no, like there's lots of parks which are great and they're, but they're like tiny. But it's just like there's no flexibility for those trails because you come yeah. up to a huge road basically like a highway every square mile so you can only run for a mile at a time before you got to cross another huge road and you got to wait so it's like it's been really like interruptive to my like not even so much like runs because i haven't really been running here but like we go on like nice long walks um for you know anywhere from five to eight miles sometimes uh on the weekends or at night and you know you got to wait to to cross the street because it's a huge, you know, there's nowhere where you can go and just be, like, in, like, a huge trail. Like, I love trail running. I love the Green Ribbon Trail because it was, like, nice on your feet. It was out of the sun. It was cool. You know what I mean? Like, even on the hottest mm -hmm. summer's day. I think and, the, uh, the worst part about uh, the Green Ribbon Trail is that every time you ran, someone always fell. Oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> I would always bust up my ankles. Yeah, especially by the watershed. There's so many exposed routes. Yeah. You go down like up and down inclines. 
make sure it turns. Yeah, that is definitely an issue, yeah. but... No. But besides that, it's, it's, yeah, it's great. That, and, like, when it rains, it's a mosh pit. Oh, yeah. It's not super well-kept. Yeah. But, but it it's well-marked, which I like. It's mostly well-marked. I still get lost on it sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I, not I, like I, where you are. Yeah, I, keep right around by us, us, I learned that area so well. Just yeah all of our distance runs that's where we would go you know so yeah. i feel like i still know that like the back of my hand i love doing that run um right by uh bet's house yeah i remember we would run past bet's house get on the trail there and then we'll run past and we'll get to like this like construction area like quarters company and then the golf run course from there grab a water bottle get to jv falls course. and then and that's I like those runs. Those are probably some of my favorite ones. Yeah. Back I, when we actually agree. did distance runs. I didn't <laughs> just... Yeah, I remember uh, freshman year. Uh, it was like the first week that we did it. It was like probably our first distance run. And somebody brought a football. <laughs> and we went to um, that park. What Do you remember what park that was? Ken Amber? No, it was right by... Uh... It was like down at the end of Mount Pleasant on Knights Road, I think it was. Knights Road? So there's a park. If we run, like, from the school and we run straight down Houston Road. Or Knights Road. Is that Knights Road? The, 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 the road in front of the school, if we run that down there past um, what becomes Highland Ave into like those neighborhoods and then you go down this really steep hill there's a park to our left right there right yeah i think yeah but i don't know if we went that way we might have gone through that like that's that neighborhood. Pen, isn't that pen ambler that's pen ambler yeah, yeah, yeah. there's like a no, basketball no, not court that one. there so if you go down to like the corner where we cross over for the cross country course right <laughs> at you what part a... of the cross country court like you cross over Houston, uh, is that Houston? Houston, yeah. That's what the school's on. The only yeah, road that we cross the, the trail to the woods. Yeah, it, right into the woods where um, right. I don't know if you were there, but Mike's like Eagle Scout project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and you make a left like right there, and then go straight down for like probably another mile. Um, right before you hit tennis. There's like a park on the right. There's like tennis courts right there, and then you have to go past the tennis courts, and there's like a big park. That's where we went. Is that Riccardi? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, Riccardi? yeah. Riccardi. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's that. Um, that oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I showed you guys that because I used to live in the neighborhood next to it. I remember. I you guys said that you were going there, and I was like, okay, great. And then you were like, oh, we'll all run together, like, as a team. And everyone, like, jogged. And after about a half mile, I just couldn't keep up. I was not in shape. So I, like, pretended to tie my shoe or that I needed to stretch something or whatever. And I, I, I fell off behind. And then I basically walked slash jogged the rest of the way there. And then you guys were, like, picking teams when I showed up. And I was, like, one of the last picks because nobody knew who I was. I was a freshman. And I'm pretty sure you were picking teams. And then you picked me. And, and you were quarterback too for a while, and you, I think I had like three touchdown catches because you like nobody knew who I was, and you knew that I like played <laughs> with you. 
<laughs> so it was like a secret weapon. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. It's so like no one guarded me because nobody knew who I was and it was fun. Yeah, and I was at like the same time when like I would have catch up with Sean, so I was like really nice at throwing the football. Cause, like, yeah, I that was like always and... the thing that I liked about track is that nobody else was really all that athletic besides <laughs> like, running yeah. hands yeah everyone could run like crazy but no one could catch or throw or kick or anything like that so i held my own in uh a lot of those sporting <laughs> extracurricular yeah. events i remember we would be so blatant at times and like i remember there was one run where we were running like we were going down highland i, I, I is it highland the road like where ricardi is right and then we went into one of the neighborhoods, like right where the um, one of the entrances to the woods is, and we passed this house, and there's a basketball sitting like by the street, like on the other side of the fence. And I don't know, like I picked it up and just started like running with it, and everyone was like, "Oh, where'd you get that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's just like at a house." <laughs> and we ran to Penn Ambler, and we played basketball, and then we went back. And then for like three weeks since then, you like hit that basketball somewhere in the locker room. And when they said, go do for your distance run, you would pick up that basketball and run with it away from the school to go play basketball. <laughs> and it was so blatantly I do remember trying to, like, people putting footballs under their sweatshirts and stuff. Yeah. George would run oh. with, like a, like, a speaker. Mike would, like, run as if he was, like, a pregnant woman with the basketball, like, under his shirt. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we did it like five times until like Rashawn Wilson just threw it into the woods behind the basketball court and we couldn't find it. Why? He he just is bad at basketball and he just shot it and it went way over the net. I thought you meant he like got angry and threw it. (laughs) No, he just shot and missed and went nowhere near. Gotcha. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I, I did not like you I remember Mike Mike was kind of the one who really sold me on doing track freshman year. I was, like, not somebody who should have been running. And you know that, right? Um, right. And Mike was like, oh, dude, trust me. Like, it's it's not that as serious as you think. Like, you'll be able to do it. And I was like, dude, I don't think I'm going to be able to keep up. And then I re- quickly realized that you guys were, like, we were playing manhunt in the woods and, <laughs> you know, going to JV Falls and just hanging out and talking. Like, I have some fond memories of that, too. And I'm so glad that, like, I, I took that huge risk. That was honestly, to this day, one of the biggest risks I've taken in my entire life. Yeah. Um, yeah I think I can, I think I convinced Mike to do it. Um, because I met him freshman year, like, right in the beginning of the year. I was telling him, like, oh, dude, I think you'll really enjoy track. See, I don't, he didn't do track in middle school, I don't think. Did you do um, it in middle school? Yeah, it was me and Andrew that did it in middle school. Oh, really? And um, Andrew did cross country. I didn't because I like didn't know like where to go to sign up and all that stuff. Uh, but he helped me sign up for like winter and outdoor track. And like I convinced George and Mike to do it. Um, so I think my freshman year was George, Mike, Walker, Andrew, and I. And then after that year, we convinced Keande, we convinced Bryce. Um, convinced you to do it as well and then of course all of us that did um track freshman year they're like oh you guys if you're on the distance team for track 
you're doing cross country unless you have another sport, but you're doing cross country. Um, so we were all convinced that we we pretty much had to do cross country. Or else. So. That's really interesting because I never even thought about how it started. I just always assumed that you guys had done, like, ran for as long as you could remember, um, or as long as I could remember. Like, I always just assumed that. I remember Fitz would do, uh, like, five Ks and stuff when he was in middle school. Yeah, Fitz and was. I would hear about them because I we played baseball with him, right? Yeah, Fitz was. He always ran. I think eighth grade. I, I, I remember this because. I tried it for the soccer team in the fall, and they had us run a mile for that. And I ran, like, I think, like, an 850 mile. And then um, I tried it for the baseball team in the spring, and I didn't make it. And Andrew was like, oh, anybody who, like, doesn't make baseball team, just do track because they accept everybody. I was like, oh, bet, okay. And so I did the track team, um, and I think, like, within – Three races, I brought my mile down to like a six thirteen, six thirty. I was just like so amazed at like a few weeks of actually running to bring my time down that much. And I just stuck with it. I know. I could not relate to that more. I remember my PRs and my mile times from every year from sixth grade. You want to hear them all? Yeah, sure. Sixth grade, listen to listen to this. Okay, sixth grade, I ran a twelve fifty nine. That's how out of shape and fat mm. I was in sixth grade. Mm. Seventh grade, two seconds worse, 1301. Mm. Then in eighth grade, I got a little bit better. Obviously, this was just like the gym mile. So, you know, I wasn't doing anything special. Eighth grade, I got a little bit more uh, in shape because I made the baseball team that year. Um, and I remember running it. I ran like at 1132, I think it was. Ninth grade my PR for track after our first year was like it was I think 745 my first ever race came in at like high eights and then you know by I always spent a a bit a bulk of the year hurt because my dad didn't want to he didn't think he was like track you're not gonna do track we'll just buy you you know $20 shoes from Dick's Sporting Goods like exactly what Bet said not to do (laughs) yeah and um, I got hurt obviously just like he said I would and um yeah so I, I i i did break eight though which was pretty cool sophomore year i did i was trying to break seven but didn't i ran like 705 i think was my best time then junior year of course was when you know we did cross i did cross country for the first time so by the time junior year track rolled around i was in pretty good shape because i also did winter track that year so i didn't run the mile i don't think too much i was i ran the 800 a lot better um i remember improving my time there and then uh 11th grade my pr was i remember i wanted to beat fitz because fitz had for whatever reason did not get anything below 555 or above 605 that's all he ever got you remember that (laughs) yeah he i have no idea why he would he, he was extremely consistent. I mean, not consistently great, but that he always ran the same exact time. Um, and I wanted to beat him. And I remember at the end of the year, I was like a few seconds from him. So I ended up running like a, it was like a 6.15, I think was my best time after junior year. And then senior year, um, you guys had, had graduated at that point, was uh, when I was the most into it, I was in the best shape ever because I had just finished, you know, my 
I was my oldest, you know, the most developed and the most um, into it as well. Uh, I had run. Did I, ever, I, I, did I ever tell you about cross country my senior year? Because it was just like a totally different atmosphere. Um, it was weird being on my own. I relied on you guys a lot, and I didn't have you anymore. I didn't have Mike to cheer me on. And that's what I was telling Tori yesterday. Is like The reason I think I'm so fond of you is that I remember distinctly freshman year, like everyone else had like given up and already been done with the race. But I remember you and Mike were like, let's go Spencer, like finish this, like all the way through the whole time. And like that is just like, has such a special place in my heart. And I'll never forget like you and Mike and George all just yelling at me to like finish and like treating me like I was a part of the team, even though I was just like so alienated, you know, like at that point, Kionde had lapped me (laughs) in a mile. (laughs) Um, So thank you for that as well. (laughs) Um, But uh, my senior year, my PR to this day, my best time ever that I've run in the mile was 520. Damn. Um, Which is really, really, it makes me, I mean, I never really got to that like elite runner status, but like the idea that some like fat, tall kid um, who ran a 13 minute mile, you know, six years prior could run a, a in the five low five minutes is just like it made me so happy <laughs> um what was your best ever mile time my best ever mile time was 453 i think wow yeah 453 really was my best to get fours I, that that was always like my dream is to have that first number be a four but uh, yeah. so fast dude i don't know i feel like I feel like I messed up uh, my senior junior year because Bet was telling me like the whole time it's like you're not an 800 runner like go for the two mile go for the mile and I was like no dude I want to hit like sub 210 in the 800 and I just I never could and then you were really solid in the two mile though you were like one of our most consistent scorers I remember I um you and Walker <laughs> yeah I hated the two mile though. Like for track, it's it's just a boring race to run. Like eight laps just feels so long. But I remember, I remember leagues. I ran my best at the two mile, and it's like at that point we realized, like, damn, I could have done like insanely well if I actually ran this every week. Yeah, I <laughs> because mean, you were. I remember. Yeah, I ran. As well, was great. What a, a ten twenty nine, I think, and just started off. I think I passed six people in the last mile and ended up finishing like fifth fifth or sixth place wow and i I think that was probably my my best race i always wish that i had some type of (laughs) talent or gotten into it earlier or whatever because i i always wanted to contribute i'm one of those guys who you know i don't want to be a part of a team and take credit for something that i didn't help get i would have loved to actually be like (laughs) because like bet disrespected the hell out of us (laughs) Yeah, Bet was like, oh yeah, if you, you didn't score. He was like, score. you're dead to me. <laughs> yeah, Bet, Bet loves the scorers. Anybody who can score once is it's okay in his book. If you can score multiple times in a meet, you're insane. If you're Dave Stiletto, like a son. No. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I forgot about him too. Uh, I only ever ran one two mile, and it was for the Iron Trojan that I did senior year. Mm. I organized an Iron Trojan. That was one of the the things that I liked about um, 
being a scrub was you could, you know, do what you wanted to and uh, have fun with it. You know, we we ran the uh, the four by uh, Was it the DMR in oh. leagues or districts? Do you remember? In leagues, there's a four by four that anybody can do. I think. Or the, is there, there might be a scrub SMR. SMR, SMR. yeah, yeah. 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 I, oh, yeah, me and Fitz ran 200s. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I was like, oh, are we doing blind handoffs? And, and he was like, no, what the hell do you think this is? <laughs> like, we're just hanging out. <laughs> yeah. That was fun, though. I cooked that 200. I ran the 800, too, in a, uh, a SMR. That was fun. My senior year, I think that was. When you guys all came back and visit, visited, and one of the best compliments I've ever gotten in my life was Keande saying, "Hey Spencer, wow, you look good. Like you look like you're in good shape." And then he grabbed my like bicep, and I was like, "Wow, Keande, thank you." Uh-huh. <laughs> the Mister Legend, Keande. Oh, I miss him. He uh, yeah. he comments on my Instagram posts every now and then when I'm like, "Hey, I just graduated college." He's like, "Congrats, Spence." I'm like, "Dude, I love you." <laughs> I love Keande. Oh, he's such a wholesome man. I wish that like everybody was like him. You know, if everyone had the same friendliness and wholesomeness as he did, the world would be such a better place. Definitely. Such a great guy. Um, yeah, that's crazy. But uh, to go back to that point that I was gonna make earlier is that my my senior year was like not nearly as fun without all you guys there. It was a lot more of like me versus running rather than all of us versus like the race you know what i mean right. where it was like i had my teammates to rely on there were a few times where i tried to get involved but there was a lot of drama and there was like 14 seniors i think on that team yeah you guys had a lot and half of them didn't break 20 so it wasn't a great uh we it wasn't a great image for us you know like we it was most of our team we had like a, like well over a quarter of the team but we only had like one guy in the top seven which was lucas and then like Harmon was also up there too yeah and it was just so much drama and i remember i did i just it was like me versus everything it was like a a really it was almost like a spiritual journey for me and honestly the whole reason i decided like fuck it i'm doing cross country was because i knew i couldn't do it with you guys after um like 11 for my junior year was the last chance to run with you guys you know yeah so i was like i gotta do it now or never you know i'm never gonna be able to do this again so i was like i don't care if he tries to scare me off i don't care if um i'm terrible i don't care about anything i just want to run with you guys and have fun and watch everybody grow and and you know whatever else happens happens but then senior year it became all about me and like my times and um I had a lot of pressure on me because I was like, I improved so much the previous year. And then that like level of growth just wasn't sustainable. You know, right. I was dropping like two minutes every race, <laughs> which is like unheard of. Could you imagine like Lucas dropping two minutes in a race? I mean, the same thing happened with the, with Conan. Like when he started, he was upper thirties and just like, Conan resented me. Like, honestly, maybe still to this day, because I think 
I got a lot of the attention that he always wanted. He oh. still got a lot of attention before you started cross country. He would get most improved all the time because every year he would drop like, oh, Connie, you dropped like ten minutes on your time because he improved so much in one year because he was running thirty minutes and then he was running like low twenties. Yeah, I heard a lot about that. Everyone was like, "Oh, you're the new Connie." I'm like, "What? <laughs> I I wasn't there for that." <laughs> I, I don't think he liked that. I think he liked the attention. I, I guess I took it away from him. We never really got along. I didn't get along with a lot of people on that team just because a lot of them didn't take it all that seriously. And I'm like, if I had your talent, I would be so good. But instead, I had to start so much lower. And I'm working just as hard, if not harder. Like, I remember we did two-mile repeats. And my group was supposed to run I think he told us to run like 15 flat as our uh like our aiming like you know we were slow whatever it was like what 730 miles and I came in at seven flat miles at 14 minutes and I was supposed to be like the leader of the group because I was it was like me and Omar were like the two seniors but there was a lot of like the injured kids in there the kids that didn't take it seriously I come in and I got yelled at by coach because um, he he thought I went too fast. He was like, I told you to go 15. You went 14 minutes flat. And he was like, you're not going to be able to do that again. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, you want to bet? <laughs> and I was like, I, I told him, I was like, I told the rest of my group, like, I'm going to run hard. And they, the, the worst part about all of it was that they came in at like, like 17 minutes. Like they were just jogging or, or, and coach, and coach, I guess, understood that. Once I explained that to him, like they were going slow from the beginning. I didn't realize I was going this fast. I knew I wanted to go faster than them though, because they weren't going to hit 15 minutes. I figured it was better to finish a minute early than two minutes late. And then he kind of relaxed after that. And I ran a second one completely by myself. And the first one I came in at 14 minutes, 11 seconds. The second one I came in at 14 minutes and 11 seconds. So you did it again. I did it exactly again. <laughs> That's awesome. To the second. And then I remember he was like, oh, good job, whatever. And everyone started walking up. And then I said, can I do another one? And at, and at that point, he was like, yeah, sure. Like, I'm not going to say no. And so me and Randy Schwimmer were the only people left because he, uh, I think he went to go to the bathroom or something. He ran up and then he ran back. Everyone else had already headed up or like the varsity kids were doing a third one. I, I I go, I, I, I start it or whatever, I go through, and me and Randy started together, but he was just faster than me, you know. Um, right. So he lost me pretty soon. I come in like a minute after him, I remember high-fiving him, I look down at my watch, and it was 14 minutes and 13 seconds. <laughs> so that is like one of my most like proudest memories was like, I so ran... six miles at pretty much the same space. At almost identical. Exa- the, the first is, two were exactly the same. That is an insane thing to do as a runner. I, I know. Like I was so proud of running is keeping the same pace. I was so proud about even now. Um, when I was running with Tori, she was like, she was like, "Oh, do you know how fast we're running?" And I'm like, "Honestly, I've lost my ability to pace. The only pace I know anymore is about a six minute minutes. mile. <laughs> Fourteen <laughs> minutes. No." Um, it was about a six minute mile because that was what I always aimed for because I wanted to break 20. So I would basically 
practice running a six minute mile so much because you had to run 626. So I figured um, that was what I should aim for um, was six minutes. And then I have like basically a minute 30 of leeway to if I'm tired or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. So I remember like while we were running, this was like only two, maybe two weeks ago, we were running and then she was like, oh, okay, then what's six minute pace? And immediately my body just snapped into six minute mile <laughs> pace. And I just like knew it like perfectly. I have no idea how after all these years still. It's so deeply ingrained in like my muscle memory. I don't know if you can relate to that at all. <laughs> yes, I actually got screwed over by this. Because I think it was my sophomore year of track. I got into a rut where I couldn't drop my mile time, like by anything more than a second. And it's because when in practice, I would run like a 520 pace. And I got so used to running a 520 pace. And when it came time to mile, I ran a 520 pace every time. And it was like I could never get out of it because if I went a faster pace, it felt like I was going too fast. If I went slower, it felt slower, and I just stuck in that 520 pace. And it wasn't until, like, I started practicing as faster than the 520 pace that I actually was able to get out of that. But I, I feel like if, assuming I was in shape, I could probably find that pace again. But it's been so long, so I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. Um, I would be, I'm interested to hear this. I don't know why this popped in my head, but, um, can you tell me what, in your opinion, what you think the most difficult course was and also your personally, your hardest race that you ran? What do you mean by like hardest? Like, like one the one that, that you were either in the most pain or you didn't, you wanted it like the hardest or you were running like, you know what I mean? Like the one that was just the most competitive that you were just getting to that finish line as no matter what as hard as possible mm, okay the hardest course the grittiest i guess okay hardest course um Elysium. i would hard 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 agree um i ran it once and i ran it on the worst fucking day possible it was like straight sunny probably like 85 degrees out there's no shade on that course um plus with all the hills it's like rocky and tough terrain and i struggled so we i think there was a part of the course we were doing like switchbacks like all yeah. the way uphill yep and i hit that point i'm just getting passed by everybody i'm just like fuck this race and the worst part is like i finally finished I was like ready to roll over and die. And my dad was there and he was like, you know, good job. How are you feeling? I was like, honestly, I drank all my water before my race because it was so hot. I needed to stay hydrated. I have nothing. And he was like, I, I'm, I'll go get you something. They were sold out. Oh my gosh. And I remember I was like just laying in the tent and Cameron was like, here, Matt, have like a Gatorade. You can have this. And I was like, dude, you probably just saved my life. Like, <laughs> so that was definitely the hardest. I had course the exact ever. opposite experience at Slezium. It was like forty-five degrees and like raining. 
Yeah. And it was freezing. We brought our blankets and we were all bundled up and everybody went back on the bus actually right before our race because it was so cold. Yeah. It was Shit. awful. <laughs> yeah, and I it was the worst race I've ever run in my life without a doubt. I was dead. The worst cramps. Oh, yeah. Anyway, how about grittiest race? Grittiest. Um, I don't know about grittiest, but definitely my most competitive. The one that I fought for the most would probably be Bulldog. My um, uh, I want to say junior year. Yeah, this was like earlier in the season. I was like on the cusp of JV and varsity, and I ended up replacing Alex Wasser for the seventh spot in the varsity team that year. But for Bulldog, I was still in the JV race. And I remember after like a mile, it was me and like two other guys at the top of the pack. And no. There was a few. There was a few, but at one turn, like seven people went straight, and me and this other guy hit the turn, and everyone else just missed it. And from that point on, it I was like me and this other guy, and there's one guy like maybe like two steps behind me. And for like the rest of the race, I was just fighting with the two of them, trying to like beat them out. Because it's not like all the other races where you're, like I'm in the pack. Like there's like a crowd of people in front of me. Like this was like the first race where I look up and I just see the course. Wow. And yeah, I hear a guy totally next different. to me and it's just I just need to do all I can to make sure he's not in front of me by the end. And I think I got passed by Lepi. I think I finished ninth in that race. That was definitely I mean that's still <laughs> my highest finish ever was like thirtieth and it was only because there was 35 people in the race. <laughs> there was, um... In an in a invitational, at least. Do you remember... Did you run Soderton? No, I never did. Soderton was a weird course. Because it was always, like, around Halloween. And they would put obstacles for some reason. Did like, nothing major. <laughs> but they would have, like, a hay bale in the middle of the course. And it was like, you can either go around it, or you can go over it. And... Maybe in over it? I was, yeah, like you can step over the hay bales, like a small little like. Oh, rock. okay, gotcha. I thought it was like those big ones. No, like not at, like not like at the diabetes walk. Yeah, no. the diabetes walk. Okay. Um, but I always went over them. There was another obstacle, um, that you could go over, but I forget like exactly what it was. Um, and I think they even had like a a pit, like a steeplechase pit, something like that, where it's like you jump over like a small ledge and there's like water beyond it. It's really dumb. Where was it? Was it at the their it high school? It was at Soderton High School, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, but we, I don't know why, we always went to that, and we were always, like, the best team there. Like, it was filled with, like, team, like, small schools that didn't really have good cross-country teams. So we always dominated really? Soderton. It was, like, a, a huge, like, morale boost, because it's, like, normally we go to these huge oh, invitationals and we get yeah. smacked by, like, Pensbury and North Penn and Penbrook and CB West and CB South. But then we go to Soderton and it's, like, we get, like, seven of the top ten places in 
everything. And that was the, I forget what year it was, but that was the, I think it was also junior year. Yeah, I did the JV race and ended up winning it. Um, that's the only other, only other race that I won. Damn, okay. Um, and I remember you finish it on the track. And there was a guy right next to me when we hit the track. And I am, like, so used to doing, like, a 200-meter kick in all my, my track events. And so once I hit that 200-meter mark, I, I was just gone. And this guy, I could hear him step a step, like, right behind me. It was the most... So scared. I was so anxious that this guy was somehow going to get past me. I was sprinting so fast. My adrenaline was up so high. And I like, he tried to pass me on the inside, which was a huge mistake because I just cut him off and just kept moving in. Um, and somehow I ended up just barely beating him for that race. Yeah, honestly, as somebody who's played a lot of different organized sports, there hasn't been a sport that I've played that takes as much preparation and also as much like strategy as you know track and cross country. There's like more than you would think. People honestly. are just like, oh, you're just running. Like, no, there's so much to it. Yeah, you, know? you need you need to know your pace. That's like definitely the most important. But then like knowing when to compete, when to get ahead, when to, when to push. Um, you gotta know the how course. to run. How to run uphill. Exactly. Dude, I I love that we got pounded on hills, running like Militia Hill, and then also at Menlo Carver's Carver's Hill. Um, Militia Hill is definitely worse. I loved. I would we would attack hills, and I I would pass people uphill all the time because that's just what we were taught to do, you know. And it was great, and you were tired at the top, but like you just learned how to get back in your pace and, and start going again. And all of a sudden, you were three people up, you know. It was great. I really like yeah. that aspect of it. Definitely, um, like the best time to pass people is up a hill. Yep, uh, it's it's really complex and in depth. It's, it, I mean, the fact that you even said like you know don't pass on the inside and um, you got to run straight lines and know your course and you got to know when like if you're leading a pack, don't you lead need a to pack. know the course? Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> Um, you want to work. You want to make someone else do the work instead of you doing all the work for all the people behind you. You know. Definitely. One of the things that I love doing, a huge dick move. But say like, there's a turn in the course coming up, and it's not like a cone. It's like a tree or something like that. They can't just go around. You know, like if they go around, it's obviously like cutting the course. Instead of like a little cone, which you can just like step over it, it's fine. But whenever like something like that would happen, and there's a guy on like the inside of that turn, I would just run straight to that tree and like <laughs> put my shoulder against that tree. So that guy either has to cut the course or run into that tree or stop and go around me. <laughs> I would do that so much, and I would feel like a dick for it. But that was Man, my favorite strat. Dirty runner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't throw elbows. I did that once. Against Upper Dublin, that's not that bad. Yeah, just I I I got elbowed by some kid. Um, I think also at Upper Dublin, and yeah, I ne- I never ever instigated elbows. But if I was running with somebody and they're elbowing me, I knocked the kid almost like off his feet once. There was like a little kid that had was trying to get past, and he elbowed me right in the gut. And so I was like, you know what? fuck you and i 
I fucking whammed him over. And it was like we were super isolated. And he basically stumbled over and like looked at me and was like, what the fuck? And I just like ran past that. And then he sprinted past me after that and I never saw him again. <laughs> do you um do you remember what um what I did to a dip? I, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the specifics of it. It like we were against Upper Dublin and this was like um yeah, it was, it was it was a home meet, and I was like right next to some upper Dublin kids, and we started running, and this guy is just run, like shoving me on my on my left side, and I got into like the rhythm of like every time my left arm was up, I would like throw a shove, but like I either like tripped or I missed like my rhythm, and for some reason like I just instinctively shoved with my right arm, and just sent a dit flying into like the discus pad. <laughs> like completely by accident <laughs> I remember he like stumbled into it and he was like what the fuck and then we kept going and he caught up to me and I was like I did I am so fucking sorry <laughs> <laughs> but he just went flying into it and I was like oh shit that was the wrong guy <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing Damn. uh yeah, so to get back to that point, the, the the greatest, like, hardest race that I ever ran was the last race I ever ran, which was Districts for Cross Country. Um, that was honestly, like, I knew it was, like, one in a million that I'd be able to break 20. And I feel so stupid talking to real runners when I say, like, oh, I was just fighting the battle to break 20 by the end of my senior year. It's a huge milestone, honestly. Because somebody like Lucas comes in freshman year running, like, 18 flat, you know? Yeah. He's and a prodigy. It was such, like... It, it was hard because it was such a freaking fight and such a journey for me personally that I couldn't share with anyone else because everyone was like, oh, I broke 20 my sophomore year. Like, why don't you just break 20? And I'm like, it... If it was that fucking easy, I would do it. I have never run harder in my entire life. Um, and to be honest, I took that first mile out as like 15 seconds worse than my PR in the mile. So I was one of the, the lead of the pack. And remember everyone would cut the course in the, the JV districts? In districts, yeah. I Coach said, like, if there are people that cut in front of you, then cut but if they don't then don't some people don't be the first one don't initiate yeah don't be the first person to um and i think this is the reason why he didn't validate it at all i it didn't sit well with me to cut the the course because there was a few people that had tailed off but i would say uh, most people were going straight and then it was right behind me i was probably one of the last 10 people to actually run the full course at, at the first part of it everyone else cut so all of a sudden there was just a mass of people in front of me. Um, yeah. And I didn't cut the course, but all these people had more energy than me because they had cut and they came in. I remember coming in at like, it was like 540 and my PR is 520 that I didn't even hit until for another six months. You know, like I PR'd in the mile for my first mile of a 5k. <laughs> That's usually not a good sign. It's not at all, but I just wanted it so bad, I remember. Um, and then the second mile, I almost, it was a little bit harder because there was a, like a lot, you know, it's like a thousand kids in that race. Yeah. Um, 
I ran really hard, but it was just hard to to fight through that that first crowd of people that that had gotten right in front of me. Like I was bobbing and weaving. I, I wasted a lot of energy, and I I ran like it was like seven minutes, which was really bad. Um, so I knew my last mile had to be like on pace, and I remember like you you remember when we ran right past the start, um, right before we did that final loop down the hill and then to the finish line at Lehigh. Yeah, I was sitting there in my head i i was having this humongous debate i was like i feel like i could die like right now like i could drop dead my heart would just stop i am exhausted but i had this just like moment where i was like this is my last race of my entire life uh for cross country i will never run with this group of people again i'll like do i want to be remembered as somebody who hit my goal and got it or somebody who didn't and I just had to like grit my teeth and I just put it into another gear and I went, you know, up into that woods, down that hill, around that big loop. And then at the top of the hill, coach was sitting up there and he's like, Spencer, if you want to break 20, you better start running. <laughs> and I was like, coach, I've been running this whole race. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I go down the hill. I like, I remember sprinting down the hill. I was almost completely dead with like 200 meters left in that last straightaway. And I remember looking up and Luke Bowerman, I don't know if you remember him, he he wore a watch during the race, which, you know, you weren't supposed to do, but they just didn't care because it was JV. Yeah. And he told me he would pace me for a 20-minute 5K. And I didn't trust him to pace me well, so I just like blew him out. And somehow he had snuck back in front of me. I passed him. So I was like, oh, if he's running a 20-minute 5K, like, I did it. Like, I got it. I look up at the time, and I see, like, 19.55. And I'm like, shit, I didn't make it. I can't I can't go the this far in five seconds. It's just not possible. I was at a full-on sprint, and I... I fully sprinted the last like 100 meters and i came in as it clocked from 202 to 203 or 2002 to 2003 and that was like the most defeated i've ever felt in my entire life yeah. <laughs> uh and to this day i've never broken 20 and it's like one of the things that i like swear i'll do eventually uh when i get back into running when i have the means to do it um either on my own or in a, in a race um it's just like that was just like the meaningful time to do it I was so depressed that like whole day I was so down on myself. Like I felt like I couldn't run any harder, and it honestly made me realize like how, like, how hard you guys all ran because it was so fast. Like, so like Lucas's races sometimes he would come in at like sixteen, like that is yeah. unreal. Yeah. It's sub five minutes for three straight miles. Yeah, you know, it's insane. Like, it's I have so much respect for anyone like. I ran so freaking hard. I felt like I couldn't run. And like, I felt like that was it. Like that was the fastest I could have run. Like I could not have run it. I mean, I could have run a smarter race for sure. And if there was less people, I think I would have broken 20. But I like, you know, I left it all out there. And and that's like kind of why it like sits okay with me. Because I'm like, I tried my hardest and I didn't get it. But Hopefully I will one day. <laughs> I yeah. still have aspirations to run like a half marathon and hopefully a marathon um, in the future. I think that would be really, really cool. I, we already did a, a 10 miler a couple times. I think I could handle a, a couple extra miles past that, you know. Definitely. Um, do you have any uh, 
aspirations to to do a marathon or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I would. I would love to do like I definitely want to do a half next. Um, Why didn't you do do the Philly half while you were at Drexel? I just I didn't think I was ready for it, honestly. Um, I don't know. I was like either intimidated by it or I just I don't know. I just never did it. I should have done it. Um, Yeah, I feel that. Broad Street was pretty hard to to train for on my own. It's 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 un like people really underestimate the um the distance. The, no, no, no. Like I the value that having a team brings to you. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. getting out there on Sundays and going on distance runs with some of your like your best friends in the world. It's just like I... it, it turns something that's so hard and so gritty into something yeah. that's just enjoyable. And you're excited, you know? Yeah. I think, like, once we started doing the Sunday runs and, like, planning, like, every week to be at the school 10 a.m. and go for that distance run, I think that's, like, where track and cross country became so serious to me. Um, yeah. Because before it was, like, I was, like, in the same boat. Like, um, I was just running, like, for myself and trying to get my times down and all that but like going on a sunday run and like you're with the guys that you see every like day of the week and it just just no there's no quit it doesn't stop at that point it was like yeah this is a team i'm like gonna do what i can to help these guys win a chip and yeah exactly like i knew i wasn't contributing on the score line but I knew I could contribute by helping pace people and, you know, cheering people on and saying, you know, yeah. watch your form or pass this guy or whatever. And so that's what I always try to do is and it it just like creates a whole different reason that you're doing things. Suddenly you're not A, you're not fighting alone and B, you're not fighting for just yourself, you know, and that's honestly right. what's been so hard post high school running is that nobody really cares as much as they did then, you know, and you're supposed to be the only motivator, but sometimes you have off days. And when we had off days, you had all these guys to pick you back up, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I do really miss that, that idea. I I will never, ever, like, I can close my eyes and see myself running and I can see Mike doing his little clap at the 200 meter mark. And I can see you on the final stretch, you know, telling me to, actually start sprinting and kicking (laughs) um and i like it's so deeply ingrained and it's just something that like it's hard to think that like we'll never really get back to that point we'll never have that camaraderie and that um just like that team aspect i because i I love running and I, i honestly i don't love running itself i just loved the people around it and like what it did to you you know but yeah, like, I feel like by yourself just isn't fun. I feel like we had like a competitiveness. Like it's one thing like you're part of a team, you want to win a championship, you want to be you know the best team. But it's also like when you're running with a group, it's like like my senior year, I competed with Mike every race. I was determined to beat Mike in everything. And then league championships, he beat me in the mile, and he went for it and he did it, and you know I'm proud of him for that. 
But it's like now it's like I don't have like that person to run with and to, you know, compete times with. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't have that person that like I can, you know, push them as they, you know, push me. Yes, yeah. So I didn't really get that until my senior year because everyone that I ran with was either hurt or didn't care, you know, because that's just like what I was surrounded with, and I was really bad Um, as a first year cross country runner in eleventh grade. um, I was pretty unique. But then for track, I found uh, Justin Gruber. I don't know if you remember him. Um, Yeah. He was basically running similar times. He was in the grade below me, and um, we just like competed with each other you know we'd go back and forth who ran quicker who ran faster and it was great because he was just as determined as I was you know he took every single rep as hard as he could whether we were running thousands or whether we were running 200s you know it was all uh as hard as we could and I remember I beat him basically in every eight because I was more of a sprinter and he was definitely better at distance so we would basically tie in the mile and then 5ks he was a little bit better than me he had the edge there um, he um he went varsity with us one year. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he he, he warmed up with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you, I don't know fun. if you know the um the motivation behind Mike and I. Our, um, like our, definitely our senior year, but also our junior year as well. Because I don't know, Mike and I took cross country like everything in our senior year like super seriously. Yeah, I could definitely get that from from Mike. I just thought that you were just like a talented runner who worked hard. I I didn't think that it was anything special. Like I thought that you did that for everything, you know, whether it be schoolwork or I saw that you guys had your own playbook, you know, growing up as, true, so I just thought true. that you invested into everything. That was just you. But, you know, looking no, back, it I, didn't um, make sense. What was it? We, we started running cross country our sophomore year, Mike and I. And that was the one year where we didn't win leagues. Um, and coach was pissed. And it was like, I wasn't like a good one at that time. So like, like, I didn't like contribute, but also didn't help. Right. And I remember Mike was like, when we're, when we're captains, we're not losing. Like we're going to win championship in cross country, we're going to win championship in leagues, in uh, track. And, you know, definitely Mike, myself and George, we were, we were all on board with that. And um, when we were made captains, we were committed that we're not going to accept losing. We're not going to accept people like fooling around. Because like when we like our sophomore year was like the captains for people that like ran cross country for fun, not to not to win. Yeah. And so like every practice was fun and we having a great time, but we were losing. And so we try to like. Uh, we we took it a little a little too seriously in my eyes, um, but we wanted the dub. No, I mean that makes sense. I think you know there are like fun parts of it, but there's also a time to like be serious. I think yeah. that you know Mike was a little <laughs> hard. Mike was hard, um, yeah. But you know he wanted it, and that was his thing. And it was supposed to be fun, and it definitely was. Um, it yeah. was a, it, there was a good balance for sure. I wouldn't say that it was too. Um, I mean, we we try to fit in the time to like like George's uh, speeches, pump up speeches before the yeah, race, exactly like, stuff like that. But like we were big on um like when we like at um suburban at leagues at districts, um when you're in the tent, you're not like throwing a ball around, you're not like goofing off, 
you know you're you're thinking about your race you're getting like psyched up yeah uh, we exactly. were big on that because our sophomore year we were doing shit like that and coach Gallagher was pissed at us for for doing shit like that gotcha yeah i, I mean um, just me personally i was always somebody who like bef- games before i would pitch i would be you know i'd warm up with whoever and i'd put like music in and i would just be like in my zone it, like especially like if it was like a good team or whatever and that was just how I like prepped, and I kind of carried that for forward. Like I remember, like senior year, honestly, was not fun <laughs> for cross country for me. It was a lot of really serious races, really early mornings. You know, it, we were seniors, so we had to have that leadership aspect. Of yeah, it. it's it's completely different. Like you had and... the lead... Sorry, did um did Coach Gallagher give you talk like? No, you're the captain. It's like you're the senior. This is your yeah. team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, in the yeah. Beginning. And I remember I had like chills at that point. I'm like, this is my last year. Like, this is this is our team. Like, everybody's looking up to us. And especially because I like, for me personally, like, everyone on the team fit into one of two groups. Either you didn't like me, either whether it was because my personality or because you didn't think I was contributing or you didn't think I was a runner. Or you did like me because you saw that I worked hard and that I tried even though I wasn't very good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I had, to, I had to balance that. And it like was so difficult because I, I felt like personally a lot of the like worst guys looked up to me because they saw like my success story or heard of me. And, you know, every every week we'd be like, Okay, most improved. Um, it's Spencer again. Shocker there. He he ran 28 last year, and this year he ran a 22. <laughs> and yeah. everyone was like, holy shit, like, you're, you're amazing. I'm like, I'm really not that good. I just, you know, was really bad before. <laughs> I mean, but like, also, like, if you think about, like, where you were when you started. Because you started the same time uh, Joey Kobus was. Like, I remember the, the summer fun runs. Yes, I was going to bring that up too. That's what scared me away from doing cross country in 10th grade. His coach came up to us and he was like, you guys are like walking, you're supposed to be jogging. I was like, I'm exhausted. Like, I'm I'm not in shape. I'm tired. I thought it would be a lot easier. It's it's rough. And honestly, looking back on it, like the amount of like effort and sweat and tears that you put into just getting better is insane. And that's one of the things that I've always been, like, amazed about with you, that, like, you didn't give up. Like, even if, you know, you know you're, like, for a race, you're, like, the last guy, and this might be, like, one person, like, on the other team that's ahead of you. It's, like, you know, like, you're equal on their team. And even if, like, every race, you know, all you can do is, like, try to beat that guy on that team. It's still, like, you know, I, I always thought that, like, cross-country is such, like, a mental sport. Because you're you're out there by yourself at times. If you're not with a pack, it can be immoralizing or you know, like just yeah, empty. Totally. And trying to keep yourself in the race, keep yourself focused on what you're doing is tough. And to be able to go in every week, put in that effort, put in that work to get better is admirable, to say the least. And looking back on like where you started and where you are now, going from like not being able to even like do a fun run to running Broad Street is insane. I think that's like one of the things I respect the most from you that you just never (laughs) gave up. You just never really quit. 
even if even after coach told you like hey this isn't for you you came back the next year and you exceeded his expectations so that's it's amazing yeah i was definitely somebody who was more shy and more timid and didn't want to overstep anybody and and make anybody look bad or anything and that was honestly kind of like the breaking point too was um the first year to cross country uh i remember we went to abington i don't know if you remember that race uh and there was a race before i think it was our first meet of the year invitational where coach had told me to stop at two miles and i said no i want to run the whole thing just because i was so far behind and it was me and this other kid and we were going back and forth the whole race and at like 30 minutes with like 100 meters to go he had outkicked me i was dead he had me beat he freaking pulls over and starts throwing up <laughs> and i run straight past him i was like I was like, I beat, I beat somebody, I won. And they had started the girls' race because they were supposed to go off every half an hour and right. they had to call everybody back. And it was at that point where I was like, oh, my God, like, I should have just stopped that two miles. Like, I feel so bad. Like, I didn't listen to coach. I had to stop everybody. Like, I was intruding. Like, I didn't feel welcome at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then the next race was Abington. And he was going to make sure that I didn't pull a quick one on him again. He pulled me over after the varsity race and he said, Hey, Spencer, I only want you to run two miles. I just don't want you holding up any other races. You know, like when you get there, you'll get there. But I don't want to push you too fast and, and make me like, um, I don't want you to like get hurt. I don't want you, I want to make sure you're prepared. And I was like, you know, not, I, that makes sense, coach. I totally get it. And then we're walking back and I'm walking with him. And then in the back of my head, I was like, I have no idea why I said this, but this changed like the course of my whole life. I said, if I'm running with other people, can I finish the race if I'm not the only one? And he said, yeah, go run it. If you're running with other people, be competitive. But there has to be like at least a few others. There has to be a pack. I do not want you to be alone again, you know, because me and this dude were the only two people that finished within like three or four minutes. You know, right. everyone else had finished so we start that race we do the first mile and you know how it goes into the woods for a little bit right around yeah. mile two i passed a couple people who were walking because they you know were just tired or whatever and i was like i'm i'm gonna change my mindset and i as i passed there was a kid with upper from upper marion i said hey dude like run with me like let's go together we got this and he was like, all right, I'm right behind you. And we jogged all the way to the two-mile point. And I was like, I, you know, Spencer last year would have never said that. I would never be doing this. I would never have stepped out of my comfort zone. Like, this is just, I've already grown so much. I'm like, you know what? I'm exhausted. There's a whole mile left, and I feel like I could not finish. I couldn't run the whole mile. But I'm like, I have to try it. And another huge thing, too, was that Bembo and um, Cameron, uh, they told me they were only running two miles because they were both hurt, so they didn't want to push it too much. And I asked them to wait for me at the two-mile point. And they said, yeah, sure, we'll wait for you. And I see them walking away. <laughs> oh, shit. And I was like, all right, you know what? Obviously, I'm on my own here. This is m my personal journey. Um, I, I don't know where I'm on. Um, I, I land on the team yet, but... This is, you know, this is what's this is what's happening. So I'm running with this dude. 
we passed the two mile point and I'm like, he's not stopping. I'm not stopping either. I'm going to finish. I'm with, there was people in front of me. There was people behind me. I was like, I feel confident. And I had run that last mile. It was all out in the open. So there was no, you know, you couldn't just jog. You had to be running, you know? Um, right. And I remember coming around that big loop and I remember coach seeing me and he was like cheering for me. And I was like, like, all right, I made a good decision. Like, I, I asked him if I could finish. He said yes. He gave me permission, and I did it. And there was, I must have finished in front of, like, six or seven people. And I came across the huge loop. I had a nice big kick, and I remember Mike meeting me right at the finish line. Um, you were at that race, weren't you? I think so, yeah. I, I feel like I remember you and, and Walker finishing in the varsity race. Um, and I remember coming in, and I was like, I finished the whole race. Like, that felt amazing. And coach, like, you know, said, like, good job to me. And I was like, that's great. And then I don't know if you remember, like, this, too, is uh, that Monday of practice, he gave me, like, a whole speech, basically. Do you remember that at all? Mm, no. <laughs> he he said, um, every, like, before we went out to warm up, he said, uh, I like, I wanted to just, like, sit down and talk with all you guys because, you know, we had a great race. It was after we had already gone through it. We had seen everybody's PRs and everything like that. Right. And then at the end, right before we were going to go out and, like, warm up, um, he was like, uh, I wanted to, to, like, mention this because it's been, like, on my mind all weekend. Um, I told Spencer to only run two miles. He he asked if he could finish it, if there was other people, and I said, yeah. I, I went home and I talked to my wife about it. And she said, uh, like, I told her the whole story, and she said immediately, like, wow, this kid has guts. This kid didn't care about his time, didn't care about looking bad. He just wanted to race and be competitive and finish. Like, I think that's admirable. And it was up until that point where Coach Gallagher was like, he didn't like me, I don't think. (laughs) He was just like, this kid's holding stuff up. He's not good. I don't think he's a real runner. He probably just wants credit for his transcript <laughs> or to hang out with his friends. And at that point, I think his, his wife really like talked me up without ever meeting me. And he was like, he was like, I just had to sit back and, and really like applaud that. And like, like what you did was admirable. And it was like, that was like the, po- the point of my cross country career where I was like, wow, like, this is awesome. This is so fulfilling. Like the fact that like everybody around me got to like, just look at me. Like my face was bright red. <laughs> I was so nervous. Cause you know, I just didn't know my place at that point. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to step on anyone's toes, but I wanted to be a runner. I wanted to be a part of the team. I wanted to get better and I wanted, you know, everybody's respect. I think so. like the biggest thing for coach Gallagher was always like, he didn't like, he understood not everyone's going to be, you know, Lucas Marcellus and going to be a great runner. Um, his biggest thing was, like, if you if you go out there to compete, not just to, like, you know, see if you could survive the race, not just to run it, but, like, to actually, like, beat your times past people, you know, to try and, like, win something, like, some validation that, like, you're doing something good. I think anybody who could compete like that, coach respected. Um, because that's pretty much like the the pinnacle of cross country. Like you have to go out there and you have to, you know, compete and try and pass people and look for like the next head, the next, the next person that you can pass. So, 
Yeah, it always pissed me off, you know, seeing those freeloaders who had a little bit of talent but didn't want to push, and, you know, they never really PR'd. I don't want to yeah. call out Fitz, but, you know, like, he was a good runner, always was, and he just didn't care. You know, he didn't want to try. He didn't want to push. He didn't want to PR. He just wanted to hang out. <laughs> like, he was, like, yeah. a practicing manager or something senior year, and I'm like, dude. <laughs> he, yeah, he was pretty much meets? the senior guy that was, like, with all the scrubs that, like, you know, made sure they didn't get injured or lost or killed or anything. Yeah, but, uh, no, you're, you're absolutely right, and... To speak to that a little bit, uh, my senior year, he gave out a coach's award to myself and to Lucas. Um, he said I wasn't uh, eligible for the most improved again because I had already won it in <laughs> um, 11th grade. Um, but like just the speech he gave me like brought me to tears. And I remember when he handed it to me and he shook my hand, I was just like crying and I couldn't stop myself. It was like one of the only times I ever cried like in public. <laughs> and... Um, and he, I was, I had my head down because I didn't want anyone to see me crying. And he nudges me on the elbow and he says, "Look at your team." And they all like st- were stood up and were clapping for me. And I, I was just like, like I'm tearing up right now, just like thinking about that. Did I get chosen? Yeah. Um. And yeah. It, just like I remember Mike, uh, the same idea. You know, he was just so invested into it during his speech. Oh I yeah, Omar's brother Samir brought him a water in the middle of it because he was just you know breaking down and choking up and uh it, it really does have a special place in my heart and it's uh it's really nice to to look back at all these uh fond memories I'll, it's something i'll miss for the rest of my life and i hope that mm-hmm. i can be a part of something like that again i think when it came to cross country mike was probably the most passionate person to ever be on that team like he he loved cross country, and I don't know exactly like what he got out of it, like what part of it he like loved the most. If it was like the camaraderie or the actual racing or you know everything in general, but I remember like standing next to him when he just started like breaking down in tears and like you know patting him on the back, like being there for him in that way. Like he almost yeah, made he, me cry. <laughs> that was... Yeah, oh, no, I was like really close too because I, I he was um my senior like I gave him a speech and I knew how important it was and I knew how important he was to the team and and honestly like I would have picked you as my like longest friend or fit that was the hardest decision in my life by the way (laughs) coach was like who do you want to give a speech for and I'm like um can I pick Kiande, Matt, George, Walker, and Mike, and Fitz (laughs) um (laughs) some of the most meaningful people in my entire life but the reason I picked Mike was because he was the one who convinced me to run. He was the one who uh, would stay. I had never met him in person. We used to just play, play on um, Xbox, right? Call of Duty together. Yeah, on Xbox. Yeah. And I remember me and him were the only people online one time, and he invited me to a party. And like, I he was like, "Hey, like, are you gonna do track?" And I was like, "I don't know." Like, and he basically in an hour convinced me to do it himself. He answered all my questions. He was like, "Dude, it's 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 so much fun. You're you're gonna love all the guys. No one cares. Like, if you run a twenty minute mile, like no one's gonna care. Trust me." And then I'm like, "All right, I'll give it a try if that's what you say." And and he was just you know so motivated. And I remember I practiced that speech probably fifty times before I I'd, I'd written it like weeks in in advance. And then I remember I was taking a shower before uh, our banquet just giving the speech over and over and over because I'm not a good um, 
public speaker. I was so nervous. Right. And um, yeah, he was phenomenal. Uh, I've never seen somebody so uh, motivated and passionate. And, and he's he's just like a leader, you know. He's just he a is. great leader. Uh, he's still like a leader, even for our like group. I definitely think. that's a lot about running i'm all riled up now <laughs> you pretty much talked for two hours about cross country wow um not to mention all the other things <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i feel like i could talk for another two hours just about yeah. breaking down we, we haven't race. even we haven't even touched baseball yet or oh man uh yes yeah, so many baseball memories video too. games or yeah like all oh. the times I went over to your house for like family parties and shit and played baseball, yeah. like wiffle ball in the front yard. Sleepovers and wiffle ball in the backyard. Yeah. yeah uh, we have definitely had a, a long relationship. <laughs> what was it? Like, I met Nathan in like third grade, I think. And quickly realized we play baseball together. And then you two were always on the same team. Sean and I were always on the same team. From then on, it's just. Is it? Yeah, I honestly growing up I don't I don't think we were like really great friends. I think there was more of like a grade barrier cuz I remember Nathan would get invites to stuff that I wouldn't and I was like, "Hey, aren't you guys my friends too? Like why aren't I?" Yeah, invited? it was at first it was always like oh, you're Nathan's like little brother and you know, it's like, "Yeah, you're cool. Yeah, we hang out with you." But it's like it it took a while to like break that barrier down that like yeah, you're you're pretty cool. Like, but it was all, like at first it was always like yeah, Nathan's brother, um, and so the, it was a lot of times like, um, because I was like I made friends with Nathan and then I made friends with you, and so yeah. in that span it was, yeah, yeah, and and I don't think we were ever like super close until like we got to like baseball and then especially obviously during track, um, yeah, but we were like friendly but not like great friends but then they just like kind of exploded at track just that group of guys that's what i really like too is that when we were out there like yeah everybody had a grade but like sometimes i would forget you know we were just like one team and i had never really felt that before everything was so segregated by grade especially i got compared to nathan for everything and he was a grade older than me you know so it was like that was what defined us was just our age which sucked yeah that does suck it's it makes me kind of happy to to like know that I still would have been friends with you eventually maybe not as early you know if you didn't know Nathan but eventually we would have found each other <laughs> uh, all right well I don't want to keep you on too much longer but um I what I do want to get into a little bit and and hear what you talk about I like to uh, try and ask everybody this because I think it'll be really cool to go back and hear everyone's responses in the future. Um, I want to hear what your plans are, what you think life will be like, where you think you'll be, where you think you'll be living, uh, if you got a big house with a pool, or if you are living in a cardboard box with your wife and five kids in uh, five years, in 25 years, and in 10 years as well, as like a middle. what, what do you think you'll be doing, you know, professionally? Do you want to go back to school? Do you want to stay in the Philadelphia area? Like, a- anything like that? Or have you just not thought about it? Um, 
so in like five years, I I eventually want to go back to school. Um, my biggest thing is like right now I don't. Like I major in biology. I want to do something biology related, but biology is like such a diverse field. Yeah, I'm um, almost in that exact same boat where I'm like, I know I want to return to school, but like I'm kind of burnt out now. Right. Yeah. So like I'm right now. It's like I figured. Like, my plan after I graduated college was like, oh, I'm gonna work for a few years, figure out what I want to do, and then go back to school. Right. And this whole time I've been working in virology. And I I enjoy virology, and I love the work that I'm doing. I love the like learning the different tests that I can do and like stuff like that. Um, but I like right now I don't have like a clear idea of like if I want to go back to school for virology or for something else. Um, so I figured I'll probably like work until I get that revelation, um, and then eventually go back to school. Plan. Gotcha. Um, but after that, I haven't really have a plan. Like ten years or twenty five years, I'm not really like planning that far ahead. Um, I definitely do want to stay in the area because I like this area. Um, so you think in in like by the time you're early thirties, you think you'll still be in this area? Like you want to get like a mortgage house in like specifically like in like the Blue Bell Ambler area, Lower Gwinnett, or like, would you like go the, the in like Montgomery Philadelphia County? suburbs? Philadelphia suburbs. Okay. Like, would um, you go all the way to like south, like south, like kind of by the the uh, the airport, like Chester County, like near Chester? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I go down. I don't know. I don't. The only reason I want to go to Chester is because of the uh, union. Um, but I I think Ridley, which is like in between the airport and Chester, isn't that bad of an area. Like Ridley Park. Um, yeah, I I know a few people that live, that live in Ridley. Yeah. But like, just it can be anywhere in the general area. I'm not like honed in. Um, gotcha. I do miss so, living in the city, but I don't know if I'll move back. Yeah, that that was gonna be my next question: is um, would you ever see yourself get an apartment? You know, I might like somewhere? get an apartment like for a year or two. Um, just in case, like, if I do go back to school, I can, like, there's schools there, um, yeah, for the convenience. Yeah, but, gotcha. I don't know, at this point, I'm just, right now, I'm just waiting for all this shit to blow past, and then. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot yeah. of people are just kind of taking each day by day, so I guess this yeah. is a, a bad time to be asking those questions when people <laughs> are like, 25 years, I want to make it to next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about, uh down the road do you have any you know by the time you get into your 40s or 50s is there like a position that you want to work towards or a job that you want to work towards or are you kind of just feeling around and seeing where you want to go and kind of going wherever the tide takes you i mean eventually i want to do my own research design my own experiments and you know write publications you know like research articles and stuff like that and like get my name out there that way Wow. Um, I've also thought about like writing my own book, but uh, we'll see if that ever happens. <laughs> what would you write about? Um, I mostly read science fiction, so I'll probably write something science fiction related. Gotcha. Huh. I didn't know that you were into that. Uh, believe it or not, I've actually just the last couple of days, I've been put, putting together like an outline of uh, a book that I would want to write. 
nice. like nice. like a uh, kind of like a memoir, I guess. Just like my experiences. I feel like it would be pretty cool, you know, even if I don't publish it or whatever. To uh, to type. Like just even, yeah, just even have it written. Be interesting. Yeah. I've like there's like again like um like moments where I just want to like sit down and write and I have like a bunch of like weird documents. Like some of them are just complete rants. Oh yeah. Like, just inventing. Mm-hmm. Um but some of them are actually like creative writing stuff and um, I did take a creative writing class my senior year of college. Oh, awesome. Um so that kinda got me into like just Gotcha. That's testing great. stuff out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would. I always thought that that's honestly what my future was going to be as like a writer, some type of creative person. Um, I think this is kind of my creative outlet now, which is great. Um, I'm really enjoying, you know, doing podcasting, reconnecting with everybody, and recording everything. Um, we have uh, Tori's grandma on Sunday, so that'll oh. be a really cool podcast. I think you know, just doing the nice. same thing we're doing right now. Um, I feel like you know, old people have a really valuable opinions oh, and definitely. very interesting perspectives so that'll be cool um yeah but i would love to uh to write a book i definitely don't feel qualified or creative or entertaining enough to write like fiction it would have to be right. more so drawn from like my experiences or like uh research you know like that type of stuff um but yeah i mean that's that's really cool i didn't realize we had a, a lot all that in common <laughs> that uh like literature side of it because I've been getting into reading too. Um, I'm reading a book. I don't know if I told you this called uh, "How to Think Like a Monk" right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's it's. I've been kind of like on a spiritual journey the last few months. I had a really rough summer. Um, I don't know if I told you about that. That's like a whole other story. <laughs> um, but uh, I've been kind of just working on myself right now and and trying to figure everything out. So. I'm asking myself myself a lot of the questions that I'm asking other people, and I have no idea what the answer is. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we're all just, I just um, figuring it out. I just finished Dune, so I'm reading the second book of that series right now. Oh, yeah. That's that's on my list. I actually have it written down right here. Xander yeah. was, like, really advocating advocating for Ready Player One, so that's, uh, that's in my Amazon cart right now. <laughs> just got to push check out definitely I would love to have like my own library at some point like just like a room full of shelves you mean like a personal library yeah yeah that would be cool like I can totally imagine like you walk into a room there's like shelves on every wall there's like a nice little like couch that you can like lay down and read a book and you just like pick up a book whether it be reread it or a book they got yeah I would love that I, I, I always look for book recommendations so like at my birthday people are like like what do you want for your birthday I'm like what's the best book you read in the last year get that for me that's what i'll take you know what i mean and i right. have like a shelf of books and i have like three or four books ready to go to be read i honestly haven't finished a book since like college which is really sad and i i don't really enjoy reading per se i enjoy reading like interesting things that i'm like actually into you know i hated in high school being forced to read and it turned me yeah. away from reading i always like like the independent reading in, yeah exactly that you could pick your own books i love doing yeah. that um the only thing is that it's a little time consuming and it's hard for me to focus for that long to be honest but um yeah i would love to have 
my own area. I, I love looking at the little shelf that we have of books, and it's like a full shelf on the bookshelf. And I'm like, this looks so cool, you know what I mean? Just like the two bookends on either end. <laughs> yeah. I had, a, um, I had a coworker who just moved out of her apartment, and she has like three full shelves full of books. And they're all hers. And it's like, dude, I fucking want that. But then, yeah. like, she was moving, and it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I can't put all these books in boxes. The boxes will be, like, way too heavy. They're filled with books. So she was, like, trying to, like, figure out, like, how to spread them out. And it was complicated. But it's, like, still, like, that's insane. Like, I would love to just have a room full of books that I can just yeah. read at any time. Yeah, when I settled down, um, my, um, my great aunt and great uncle in New York, they have an entire wall that's just like a, a built-in bookshelf like on the wall like it's shelves and it's entirely full of books it's probably close to a thousand books i would say sure. i don't know if i have a picture of it or anything but there's like the tv on the tv stand and then behind it is an entire like 15 foot long wall that's you know all the way up to the ceiling and it's just stacked with books you know they have and it's in the middle of new york too they're right in manhattan um, oh damn! So you know, it's a it takes up a lot of space in their uh, their little apartment. Um, but my my great uncle actually passed away from COVID in April. That's that's rough. Yeah, but um, sorry to hear that. Yeah, I I I would love to have that. You know, just if you don't know what to do, you know, it's a nice Sunday. Just grab a book and get a nice cozy chair with a reading spot. Definitely. All right. Uh, anything else you wanted to uh, um, touch on? I mean, I feel like there definitely is other stuff. I mean, there's tons of stuff we could yeah. talk about, but yeah. I feel I like we we've gone for a while now. Yeah, we can um, uh, wrap up. But if you ever do want to do, like, um, like, I have a lot of free time if you want to, like, get on and, like, talk more about, like, you know, earlier stuff like baseball and more about like the diabetes walk and stuff like yeah. that no i would um, i'd totally be down for that right. i uh, i definitely enjoyed this i love you know reminiscing and this was honestly exactly what i wanted from a podcast and it's gonna be so great to go back and listen to this definitely yeah all right well i appreciate you hopping on for a couple yeah, of, hours of course and- Hopefully we can uh, do this again in a couple weeks and we can actually talk about some of the other stuff on the list instead of just running. <laughs> Thank right, you. I will, yeah, uh, no problem. I'll talk to you soon. And probably tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out. See you, man. Thanks for having me.